Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back and happy holiday season. I hope that you had a wonderful Hanukkah. It ended uh, last Friday. And I hope you're all set for Christmas. And uh, (laughs) Christmas super controversial holiday. Interesting. Um, Some people swear by it. Some people swear at it. I remember times where people were absolutely throwing fits and grabbing lawyers trying to get people to take down nativity scenes and such. Um, And in some places in the U.S. they probably still are. But Jesus is the reason for the season. Now, there's some interesting things. Um... I like Christmas. I don't get me wrong. I, I, I really do like Christmas. I like Christmas. And it is probably one of my f- favorite holidays. And it's not just because you get some time off. It's not just because of presents. It's, it's because it's supposed to be a season of giving. And you really, in that thought process, have to think about what have you given to the king? Now, I, there's an alternate reason that Christmas really, uh, really sinks into me. And that has to do with the fact that over the years, I have been in a lot of Christmas pageants, uh, Christmas cantatas, Christmas productions, and loved every minute of it. And uh, back in the day, they had a living Christmas tree, which I think was actually that whole idea was started in Georgia, in the United States. And uh, this was one big old whomping, uh tree frame that was stacked and basically there were two ways you could do this this little this little uh, job you could either take it outside and prop that joker up or you could put it in your sanctuary and i have been in both uh, now, why is it called the Living Christmas Tree? Well, it's called the Living Christmas Tree because, first of all, it's in the shape of a tree and it's decorated like a tree. So they get artificial or sometimes real uh, boughs and evergreen stuff and just deck that joker out like a real Christmas tree. But you can climb inside this joker. Um, which I gotta tell you, if you are. Uh, and and it's strategic because you gotta you can't put the real heavy people at the very top you know if you're a full-bodied individual you need to be a little closer to the bottom 
and also the fact that you got to climb up very narrow stairs and get in a very narrow space to be in these trees but um but the thing is is uh, those things were tall uh could be like two three stories tall some of these jokers um brilliant gorgeous awesome you put the choir up in that thing and then the conductor the music director whoever's conducting does the cantata from there and the choir and the sound see you the sound because you've got nothing in front of the choir the sound you get out of one of those things is just blasting crazy it's really cool um you're gonna be hard pressed to find a living Christmas tree now, just mainly because probably, uh, and by the way, yes, people got hurt in those things. And uh, uh, I remember the one Christmas, which was my uh, kind of a scary one, we had it outside. So we had the, tree, the, the Christmas tree outside. And this was a very tall Christmas tree. And I was like in the middle of this dang thing. And it was beautiful. And I was wearing a suit. And it was uh, misting. And there were electric lights. And it was misting. And there were microphones. And guess what? It was misting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So I don't want to oversell it. But uh, yeah. And uh, you know, there's a small possibility of an electric shock. We did some crazy stuff. It's a lot of fun, though. And we survived it. But, you know, it's... Those kinds of things. Those kinds of things. What I enjoyed was being with, with people at church. And singing. Um, I try to be in a cantata every year. Because I love it. Even if you can't sing. Just being there in that experience is really, really, really cool. Um, I think we miss out on some of that sometimes. Um, now, it's not the only way to celebrate. But the point is, um, is it's a special moment. And it ought to be a special moment. Now, there's some facts about Christmas. First of all, was Jesus born December 25th? Um, unanimously, all of the scholars say no. Um, and there's some reasons why it's December 25th, and there was the church and Saturnalia and some Roman holidays and all kinds of the crazy stuff that they were trying to cover up. And yes, that was that was that was part of it on the December 25th. Um be honest, the, the Greek Orthodox and many other uh, church groups that are that are not uh, stereotypically Protestant or Catholic celebrate on January 7. But anyway, the uh, it, it was, you know, Jesus' birth was more than likely in, well, in the spring because that's when the that's when the shepherds took the uh, took all the 
the uh, sheep out to to graze but also a lot of those sheep were pregnant and they were they were giving birth and having they were lambing they were having their 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 babies so the thing is it's probably in the springtime but you know what it doesn't change the magic it really doesn't it cha doesn't change at least for me and for me and mine interesting stuff um we do realize that um even though we don't have an exact date um it talks about you know a decree went out from caesar augustus that the whole world should be taxed okay and this is in luke i believe and uh, mary and joseph had to go to bethlehem because that's where his family was from to be counted so they could be taxed caesar augustus mm -mm -mm -mm. what a special dude this was so interestingly is we you hear in the in the bible caesar augustus uh in history and in a lot of historical historical books you will hear him referred to as octavius octavius caesar but his full name was Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus. Now, no, he was not the Julius Caesar. Actually, the Julius Caesar was was Caesar Augustus's maternal great uncle. And after um, after uh, Caesar died of a fatal case of metal poisoning. Um, I, and I, I say that because, yeah, they, 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 a whole bunch of people stabbed him to death. It was bad. Um, he, in his will, named uh, this guy, Gaius Augustus, as his adopted son and heir. And so, presto changeo, a maternal great-nephew uh, now becomes Caesar. And he was an interesting dude. Um, for a short period of time, he he reigned with two other people. One of which was Mark Anthony, who was married to, guess who? Cleopatra. So you're thinking, whoa, cool. Hopefully. Um, now... He was uh, he was a piece of work. Uh, he's worth a, he's worth a little bit of reading sometimes. But uh, in the Christmas story, we usually hear more about okay the, the the tax that went out, and these taxes were you know sometimes spur of the moment, sometimes not. But here's the thing. Even though it probably was, well, in fact, it wasn't December 25th. It's important, I think, to have a moment where we consider what a massive gift God gave us that day. In Jesus, in that the creator of the entire universe decided to come 
personally and be here with us be here among us and then die to save us after he did that I mean be be honest you know a lot of people if that happened to just a regular person then they lived in and they would say oh these people are crazy I'm not doing that for them but but God did it and so the, the fantastic gift that was Jesus that is Jesus because he is the king who keeps on giving is amazing now on a site called fourteacherforstudents.com and it's an Australian site um, they have this little uh, this little thing you can download and PDF that kind of talks about Christmas and some of the ways that other countries celebrate Christmas for example in India and you were like what? there are Christians in India? yeah there are they have a lot of different uh, traditions that would be familiar to the West, like singing carols and exchanging gifts and having church services. But they don't decorate a Christmas tree. Instead, they decorate a banana tree or mango trees, or at least they used to. And uh, then they would uh, make sure that they had a large stock of homemade sweets for family that visits and friend that visits. And then a lot of times they they would put clay lamps on the roof of their house to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And that's cool. Now, I know uh, in Egypt, if you can believe it, you say, wait, 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 wait isn't Egypt a, a Muslim country? Yes, it sure is. And uh, Egyptian Arabic is uh, standard in a whole lot of places. But there are Egyptian Christians. And did you know that in Egypt, uh, that first of all, I would mentioned this a few moments ago, that Christmas is celebrated January 7. The Orthodox Church does that too. And, but not December 25th. So anyway... But the Egyptian Christians will fast for 40 days before Christmas. They won't eat meat, poultry, or dairy. And uh, then they'll, they'll break the fast, the midnight service on Christmas Eve, with a meal known as fata, which has bread, rice, garlic, and boiled meat, and so forth. It's pretty cool. In Ethiopia, uh... The Christians that were they were there, hopefully they're still there. But the, yeah, I believe so. Christians that are there. Um, they called the uh, the Christmas celebrations Ghana. And they celebrate Christmas Day like the uh, like the Orthodox Church on January 7th. And the Ethiopians fast completely on Christmas Eve which they consider, you know, January 6th. And then they get dressed in a special white garment called a shama at dawn and go to a church service to celebrate. The Christmas food for Ethiopia includes uh, a traditional dish called wat, which is 
thick, it's spicy, has stewed meat, vegetables, and something. It's pretty cool. Last one I thought I'd mention is, and there's others, is Lebanon. And again, people are probably going, what? What? There are Christians in Lebanon? Yes, actually there are. About two weeks before Christmas, children plant seeds in cotton wool. They water them every day leading up to Christmas. And when the seeds sprout and grow green stems, they add them to the nativity scenes surrounding the manger with grass. I think that's cool. Now, the question is, what do you do for Christmas? Do you have your own traditions that you do? If you don't, you should. Because when times get really, 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 really tough, really hard, it's, oddly enough, traditions that we cling to in our past that mean so much to us. Um, these uh, may be as simple as reading the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. Of course, giving gifts and, the, and having a meal together, but but a service. Please don't forget to let Jesus into your Christmas. That means taking a second to realize and to appreciate the gift that God gave us. Um, Christmas, I think, is, is again, I, I love Christmas. It, toward the end of the year, it's a really, really good time to reflect. And since it's a, since it's a giving kind of time, you can think about your own motives behind stuff. Are you as excited to give a gift as you are to get one? Um, did you <laughs> demonstrate the Christmas spirit all year round? The giving, the generosity, and I don't mean just in monetary stuff, in time, in words, in hugs, in encouragement any of these things where you give of yourself emotionally to other people is a investment now that shouldn't be the only investment i mean at some point we got to part with some you know money <laughs> some dough <laughs> some to for people who are less fortunate and for the ministry and for gifts for other people now does that mean you have to go broke no but it should mean that you can look inside and see and just kind of evaluate hey is it, it, do i have the spirit telling me what's going on now here's the thought mary Jesus's mom had the spirit that put Jesus 
in her in a pure way so that Jesus could come forth into the world. Let me get a little mystical on you. When you are saved in Jesus, where you give your life to Him, you trust Him, He has the Spirit put Him, put Jesus in you so that you can bring Jesus into the world around you. Let me, let me run that idea one more time. When you're saved, the Spirit puts Jesus in you so that you can bring Jesus to the world. Now, in Bethlehem, in Judea, so many thousand years, thousands of years ago, that happened to Mary. And she brought the Savior out into the world for us so that he could make the ultimate sacrifice for us. Now, during this time, let the Spirit put Jesus in you so that you could bring him into the world and you can make sacrifices of your time and your love and your care to other people. To your family, too, by the way. A lot of times we totally forget family. We, we're so busy doing other things for other people at work and, and whatnot and in different places and friends and what that we literally forget the people that are so close to us helping and supporting and stuff and even if they don't if we show them that love that Jesus has then maybe they can believe in the Christmas magic and it's not magic, it's the spirit. But I, will, I like the, the word magic because in Christmas it makes it sound mystical. But it brings the Christmas magic out of us. So, as you go, I want to encourage you to think about Christmas in that way. And in spite of the People who would bah humbug Christmas, you know, oh, pagan holiday. Won't you say, well, yeah, but here's here's the thing. No, it's not a pagan holiday because when I celebrate it, it ain't pagan anymore. There you go. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on. Keep it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.